This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I thought I'd play us in. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Super Bowl weekend. All right. Very good. It sure is. Welcome to the Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer, where all bets are off and, I don't know, all bets are on. How you doing? What's oh, going on? I'm doing great. Um, like I said, last week was a little rough, but this week is a lot better. It feels better. Oh, I'm so glad. It looks like it does. Looks like you're pretty happy and healthy and wise. Um, I do feel healthy. I feel great. I'm very lucky with that. I feel very good. Yeah. Um, all right. And let's, so, I mean, you know, we, we're not Luana Anders, our moderator on the flip side, knocking on the door. Uh, I don't have any ideas of what she might want to bring to the plate today, but let's ask her Luana, our friend on the flip side. Do you have anybody you want us to talk to or talk about, or I want to talk about the Super Bowl? That's funny. Okay. Oh, let's talk about the other side. Yeah. About the other side and how they view it. That's interesting. Please, let's talk about that. How do people on the flip side view this stuff that we do? You know, parties and whatnot. Luana, do you want to weigh in and just talk about it? show me all the football players like junior say how like all the football players that are over there they're talking about the super bowl and how they get to get they get a front row seat um that's interesting i'm like can you manipulate the game and they're like well yes of course i'm like <laughs> okay well luana not the I way mean, that we does uh does luana weigh in on how to manipulate the game or just junior i mean you know somebody who played it for so long and... all right so for the audience tuning in for the first or last time junior seau was a fantastic football player who passed away uh dave durson and him shared a cte as you know something that became the topic a year earlier his friend dave durson had taken his own life chicago bear and and then a year later uh junior did and so what this unusual thing just as a setup where um he showed up when jennifer and i were having a conversation uh in our local coffee shop we were talking to paul allen the microsoft founder and we asked him who greeted him on the other side and he brought forth both of these football players and subsequently i invited junior's widow gina to do a uh a, a session with Jennifer, but I didn't tell Gina anything about our work and I didn't tell Jennifer anything about Gina. And that's in the film talking to Bill Paxton or a little bit of I'm sorry, it's in Hacking the Afterlife, where on camera you see Gina talking about Junior and him coming through and reminding Jennifer where we had met before. That's okay. it. Um. Well, one other thing, which is he wanted to come forward and talk about how Joe Namath had cured his own CTE using oxygen right. therapy. It took me a while to get the words Joe Namath out, but 
Yeah, but three different times they came forward to say this is important. Joe named himself. So I we didn't know that. I learned that subsequently. They're taking lots more precautions. It feels like like the helmets. They showed me the helmets are different when they practice, which was interesting. Oh. So it feels like um feels like they're addressing it and dealing with it. Hopefully. That's fantastic. Well, Julie, we've asked you this before. Um which sorry, go ahead. I said they don't want anybody to suffer the way they the way that they suffered. Very good. Junior, we've asked you this before. Just describe to us how it is, and you've talked about creating football events on the flip side where you invite people to come and play. Oh, and they're reminding me that they have people that play the halftime too over there. So how do you do that? How do you mentally create a football game with friends of yours on the flip side? Not exactly. Okay. I'm like, is it the same amount of people like that it takes to build a stadium over here, over there? And he's like, not exactly. Oh, they just pull out like the newest stadium that's here, like almost like a little, like a little memory stick and they recreate it from there. So they already pull out one that's done. Um, And is it from one person's memory or is it from like a conglomeration of different memories? It's from a slice in time. So it's a like it's a slice in time. So it's more of um, they create it from their favorite stadium that they love. And then they go from there. So they recreate, they're able to take that slice of slice in time, that, that stadium, and then they're able to make it better. And we, we also talked about how to play a game. And I asked you if there were 11 men on a side. Just describe that. That I mean, you mentioned that there weren't, but it was that, that anyone could come and participate. And you had a number of professional athletes from different time eras that came and played, including Arthur Ashe, you mentioned. Right. Um, he says, anybody, it's not, it's not off limits. He goes, we have our, there's different, they're showing me a lot. It's just like pickleball here. There's different ways to play to have, you know, between tennis and pickleball. It's like whatever you feel comfortable playing with, you go to the energies you feel comfortable with. Now, somebody that plays, that plays, I don't know, pickleball might not necessarily want to play football with the NFL players that are over there. You know, (laughs) they might not want to do that. Um, It's almost like going to the, going to the energies that are the same or the same energies so like movement and trajectory and engineering of how to hit a ball and a per- like throwing a pass, you'd right. have to have that engineering idea of the math from how to throw and et cetera. Right. And you'd have to study it as well. Yeah. Okay. And so, so they're showing me it's like instant. So instant. if you don't mind, so when, when you guys go to the Super Bowl, I don't know, are you aware of the outcome already? Not that you should tell us, but I mean, I'm just curious. They're laughing. I've asked him about it. Yeah. <laughs> For all those gamblers out there, um, you know, plus or minus, blah, blah, blah. Well, there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Junior. Doesn't the outcome change based upon certain factors on the field? Everything, Everything yes. Everything. So, But Everything. you have a likely idea of the outcome. Is that correct? 
Yes, because they're living outside of time. They have the likely ideas of the outcomes from now to the next 50 years. Okay, except because of free will, there's always that element that things can change. So let me ask you this, Junior. And Junior played for the San Diego Chargers and, and other teams. Who are I you just asked if there was gambling up there, and they just started laughing. They're like, no, it's not. This <laughs> well, what do you win? You know, stuff. Credits? That's funny. But who are, who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for somebody, or do you just, like, root for the players? <laughs> They're rooting for Taylor Swift. <laughs> Okay. Now that's a question. I mean, it's an unusual question, but let's talk to you a little bit about that. What's your impression, Junior? And again, we're talking to somebody off stage who has a great sense of humor and he knows a lot of football players. Mm-hmm. And what's your impression of this whole uh he just laughs. It's like it's like having the prom king and queen on one team, <laughs> you know? And he just says Technically, the 49ers, I think, are better, he's sharing with me, but okay. it, it's, he would know. It, it doesn't, doesn't based upon stats. Yes, but it doesn't matter when you have something that's so, you know, um, I mean, that's why there's underdogs that can make it. Like, that's why there's David and Goliath. Like, it's not. It's not a for sure thing just because you have the best players or the best stats. Right, right. And so let me ask you this, because people ask this question, and it's it's this idea of like when they have a party at their home and they're in honor of somebody who passed away. We've talked about this where the person on the other side feels all that energy and all of that concentrated thought. And so in right. terms of you being hanging out with players over there, or now, I mean, what would the scenario be? Do you gather at a, an invisible imaginary bar or what does it work? How do you watch the game? Are you on the field? We're watching it with our loved ones. I see. I see. So, so yeah. in general, you'll so be. If our, loved one, if our loved one's on the field, we can watch it. He goes, but they have, that's actually very interesting. They showed me the invisible security. Like, so I don't know if there's like security down there that makes sure that nobody that spirits can come, like, can come in and can influence the well. Let's just talk about that. That's so actually who, who never that? before in my life. Yeah, we've never heard that. So, what, what do you mean? Do you mean like guardian angels? I mean, for lack of a better term, guardians that sort of block people influencing the game. Let's say, you know, if you have a friend who's playing on a field, he just said he he's expressing like we know that we can't um be there like we can't we know that you can't so there's there's certain rules that you have to abide by which makes sense otherwise everything would be influenced chaos but all right let's just think of a scenario all right if we can let's just ask junior to think about this for a second so let's say his favorite team whoever it is is on the field and it's third down and and you know that if he throws the pass to the person that's supposed to catch the pass, that will be a you know something that'll be for your team. Can you influence like whispering in somebody's ear, defensive guy, distract him, block him, have him not see the pass, or is that just not done? You just it's sacrosanct. 
He says, we just can't do that, nor would we want to. Okay. But if, if we were allowed, yeah, we could do that. We do that all the time with people. Sure. Okay. So just explain what, what, what we're talking about, which is that Jennifer and I've talked about this before, people looking for an item in their home and they can't find it. And then the day that the song comes on, go ahead. That's exactly what I was shown. Like nest, you know, you're, you're, um, well, I call it being cloaked. Like I've been cloaked by spirit when I knew I was reading this family, Mm -hmm. very important. They, you know, I had no idea who I was reading. I was completely cloaked. Like they made sure that I had no reference whatsoever until, cause I would have been nervous as, cr- I would have been so nervous if I had any indication or any inclination of who I was going to be reading because of this, because of their family. And so they cl- cloaked me. It's not that they, you know, it's not that I couldn't think of it. They wouldn't give that to me until I was actually, you know, got comfortable and already gave a bunch of information. Then when I realized who it was, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to this person in spirit. But they do that. So like with the keys, it's not that your keys go missing. They just cloak you seeing them. Cloak you seeing them. So you might open the drawer five times and go, they're not in here. Right. But they're waiting for the moment when the song comes on so that you definitely get the connection between, oh, that's dad's favorite song. And oh, there's his keys. I looked here a hundred times. It's not that they put the keys there. It's that they cloaked your ability to see them. My dad just showed me his ring that I lost when I was devastated. And it was right next to you in the car. And you just didn't see it. Right behind my seat. And I looked. I mean, we looked through. We tore my car apart. Nowhere to be found. (laughs) And eventually he like uncloaked it. Well, that's interesting. So, Junior, tell us some more about about uh i mean it's been a couple of years now that you've been off planet i know your family's doing well you know uh you you really helped them when you came through and talked to them um and there's a movie by the way for people who think we're crazy you know who joined the club it's called talking to paul allen junior Seau, and dave durson it's on youtube and i put it up there because the message that you can cure CTE with oxygen therapy is more important than trying to put it behind some kind of a paywall. But, you know, I don't know how many people have watched it, but the point is, is that junior you're in that film and you on camera demonstrate how we can talk to our loved ones. So if you don't mind, what else do you want to tell our loved ones? Not to get so upset if you can't hear us. It takes time energetically. They're laughing, unless you're me. <laughs> it takes time energetically. Well, that's because of the fear factor, because I don't have fear with it. But it's taken me years to get into a place where I know that the information that's coming through, it's based upon interpretation, but I trust what I get. I just have to trust what I get, even if it doesn't make any sense to me, or even if it's so challenging for me to give the information. But that being said, he says that, um, give them time to show up in the way that, like, can you show me again? Just give us time to come through. Oh, wow. It's like missing a phone call. Like, they could be there, but you might not be looking for them, or you might not be, you might be doing something totally different, and they could be there, but you're. it's almost like missing a phone call, he says. So in order to not miss that phone call, be open to us 
um, be open to us coming to you when you least expect it. Like, what would be an example? Just because it's fun to ask. Like when I was looking for my ring, I couldn't find my ring. They're showing me, but it came, it popped in when I least expected it. Like I already resolved, you know, I kept envisioning it coming back to me someday, but I didn't know if that was going to be soon or years later or whatever. They, um, when we communicate to you guys, it takes us a lot of energy. Thank you. And when you're wanting something so bad, you miss getting just the subtle, the subtle hints that they're there. The coincidences and the odd. Well, I've got a little bit of a story to tell you. Just yesterday, I was in my local coffee shop, Cafe Lux on Montana. And a friend of mine was supposed to meet me there. And I got a text while I was sitting there. I can't make it for like an hour. Can you come and pick me up like in an hour? I was like, oh, okay, sure. Well, I thought, oh, I think I'll have a cup of coffee. And as I drank the coffee, a guy walked in that I haven't seen in years. And I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And I said, come on, sit down. What's going on? He said, well, you know, I had a heart attack last week. And so I've been, you know, <laughs> and so we talked about it. And I asked him, like, what was the experience like? What do you remember? Details. He said there was someone there pushing me back into my body, telling me to call 911. And he did. And so he's alive. And I said, you know what I've been doing? And he said, no, you're a filmmaker. I said, well, yeah, I've been also talking to people on the flip side. So do you want to do, I had half an hour. Do you want to do a little bit of a, so I spent a half an hour with this guy. We talked to his wife who passed away. We went for a visit to his council. Every member of the council said that they knew me and knew the work that we were doing and applauded it. This is stuff he didn't know anything about. And at the end, he was in tears and feeling as if he had been told the answers to many questions that he had. So as I said to him as we left, no coincidences. I got in my car, turned on the radio, turned, you know, this is a coincidence. And I, the song Get Back is playing. And the person I'm driving to meet is a, is a Grammy award winning uh, music guy. And you've actually done a session with him. And at some point, I'm hearing Billy Preston playing the solo of the song Get Back. And you and I did a session with Billy Preston like a year ago. It's on our podcast. But I hear in my head, play that for our friend. And so I kept repeating it, you know, on the stereo until I picked him up. And when he got in the car, here was Billy Preston playing the song. And he said, oh, my gosh. I used to play with Billy Preston in a band. And last night I went to see this new movie, a documentary about Billy Preston. It was done by a friend of mine at Universal Pictures. Anyway, so there's a coincidence that you I allowed it to be something. You know, I kept playing re, re, <laughs> rewind. Anyway, just pay attention to those little moments of coincidence. And they're very subtle. They're not like, like everybody expects, you know, I, every once in a while I used to get this, you know, early on in my career, like, well, is he showing you that one thing that I told, you know, right, right, right. and my brain at that point just got rant. Like I just, you know, cause then if you try so hard, you miss it. It's something that has to come in naturally because I sit there and I'm thinking, is it a teddy bear? Is it a song? Is it a bird? Is it this, you know, and usually they show me, but 
some things are so innocuous if I don't have it in my brain. So subtle. Yeah. And, and like you say, you know, sometimes people want to have the verification thing. I give and, them all sorts of, that's what I do. I give them. By the way, my friend that I picked up, you know, he comes from a skeptical background, but when you did a session with him, there was a mention of a green sweater that no one on the planet knows that he was wearing this friend of his green sweater this one day. And you mentioned it. And for him, that was proof beyond anything else that you were actually speaking to his loved one who had passed away. The point being, no one hearing about the green sweater story is going to believe, oh, that proves life goes on. But it did to him, you see? It's reflexive. So hearing one detail doesn't necessarily make you suddenly go, oh my gosh, you know, grandpa's alive. But it's an accumulation of small, little, subtle coincidences allowing that it's possible that appears right. to be part of the big key all right you're looking around what's going on over there what are I'm they saying what are they telling you luana. Hear... go on luana wants to speak oh she was just mentioning it's so interesting when um what did it for you was james van prague when he read you and he mentioned the picture on the on the refrigerator on the refrigerator right that i had taken and he said there's a picture on your refrigerator that uh, is the essence of your relationship and when i put it on the fridge i went oh look the essence of our relationship cookies and cappuccino in rome and yes. just yesterday somebody was on our uh you know martini zone on youtube and they were saying that sounds so fake and James von Prague is this and that. And, and I just thought he'll never hear it. It'll never mean anything to him, to that person. But to me, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm the only guy in the room when I put the photo on the fridge and said those words. And then he said, she's telling me that that photograph on your fridge, you know, et cetera. So that, right. that kind of little unusual thing allows you to know but it's also, I think, indicative of why this isn't common knowledge, why, you know, we don't have a billion views on our podcast, because not yet. People, not yet, but I think some people aren't supposed to know. I don't, I think that, well, our podcast is timeless because of, in my opinion, because people will be listening to it for years to come. They'll be going back and listening to our older, you know, versions of whatever yeah. we were talking it's also something that, yeah, it's just like politics. You can't, it's pointless to try to go, you know, talk to somebody that's a staunch Republican if you're a Democrat and vice versa. You know, you can you can try, but they're not going to listen. Nobody, you know. No, they've already cemented their, their, but you know, okay, that's all right. But that's why we do this podcast, I think, is because we allow people to open themselves up to the possibility. What? And allow yourself to see numbers and have those mean things too. Like okay. there's a lot like, num so when I, again, with my, my dad just showed me, hi dad, how, when I said to him, like, oh, you're here, you know, why? And he's like, well, it's the seventh year, your birthday is seven one. I, you know, right. I'm 71, like numbers mean a lot. Like anytime where I feel like I need a sign, I'm always being shown 71 somewhere whether it's the degrees on my car or like the it's interesting it's almost like they're tapping you on the shoulder well let's yeah. ask jim that question that number is i mean any number for a person might be a particular 
resonant thing. How is it that you do that on the flip side to make them pay attention to it? Or is that what it is? You're tapping them on the shoulder and say, hey, the clock. Yeah. So hold on. Let me just get it from, from what he's saying. Um, he's laughing. He's like, I keep you busy. <laughs> I keep you busy until then, you know, and then all of a sudden I talk to you or you talk to me and then I have you look and see 71 right when it hits it, you know, um, it's all the coincidences that have to happen to get you to, to see something at that point in time. <laughs> He's, I'm like, is it difficult? He's like, well, it's not difficult, but you make it difficult. <laughs> <laughs> You mean because he's showing me he's showing me trying to get it like to try to get in to talk to me when there's so many other you know people talking other to folks me. yeah you got a lot of clients out there waiting to talk to you and you they got to sneak in well and I, and I was working you know i last week i spent a, a lot of my time working on cases and reviewing those and so whew, my dream state was crazy town mm. you know people are I was inundated, but I, again, like with what they're saying and that he's coming through, it's easier for him to come through and make me believe it in my dream state because I'm less resistant, you know? Right. It's fascinating. Uh, well, I mean, you know, people do ask us, it's like, well, how do they, you know, because they're outside of a, of the time frame that we understand, you know, the clock and the, you know, the sun coming up and going down and going to sleep and etc etc and it's almost like they have open access to what we're doing but it's not like they're nosy and and paying attention especially for relatives you don't want to be paying attention to you but it is that they have the capacity to sort of interject themselves into your daily life whispering yeah. let's say or it coming in terms of a dream no one bad is going to come in and try to fool you no one's going to try to come in and give you information that, so I'm being shown that that's like a big issue. Like, well, who are you? You know, they're going yeah. to do, the, they'll do their best, but it's exhausting to try to prove yourself from the other side when you can barely hear them to begin with. Right. Sure. sure. And, it, and, and it, I, I work with names. names to me, even though I won't remember people's names, I work with names. That's just something I've always done. So I need the first first name and last initial and that's how i kind of call them in and i believe it's them and the, every once in a while there might be somebody else that comes in and I'm, and which is great and i'm like okay somebody else i think is coming through because if this information isn't for you know fitting for them i do feel somebody else here but yeah. they don't talk like this you know with their mouths open they're projecting their feelings and thoughts and so when i'm looking at one spirit another spirit could be doing that you're like why are you telling me this give them like trust them that it's them coming through yes not... talked, i asked you about that like is it possible for them to prevaricate or make stuff up and, mm -hmm. and it's almost like the frequency of the stereo is off when they're trying to make something up so it doesn't get through so the idea is they they need to be true to whatever their belief is and they could be wrong let's put it that way they could have had an ego that was you know this is the way i felt so when it's coming through it has to be truth to them to, to express right. themselves. So, and so Luana, and, and, oh, go ahead. Okay. No, I'm just going to ask Lou, you know, in, in terms of that, was there anybody that wanted to talk to us today that was waiting in line or 
on the other side of the velvet rope? Prince. Prince. Hold I haven't on. talked to you in a while, bud. He popped in when I was going through videos yesterday and they had a Super Bowl. They had somebody that was being interviewed about his um, Super Bowl. Halftime, you know, yeah. Halftime and how, you know, he's like, they were so afraid of him getting hurt with his 10 inch hills and the rain and everything. And they, you know, so they call him like, you know, it's, you know, it's going to rain. He goes, tell it to rain more. <laughs> well, let's ask him how he's doing and what's up and what have you been doing? What's going on? We haven't talked to you in a little bit, but. He's making more music. And learning more sounds, like sounds of the universe. Talk about it a little bit, please, if you don't mind. He loves creating like he did here. He loves creating over there. And he says he loves helping guiding people here. Thank you. He what says that, that well, I always get, I almost get blushed when he's around, but, um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to get anything wrong either, but he's saying that we actually made it him more accessible because people just didn't believe that they could talk to him. And he goes, it doesn't matter if you're this, you know, this person in Kentucky that never met me before. If, if you're making music or if you're playing the piano and you, you want some help because it's, it's a tone that reaches me and I'm able to help. But he says it was our podcast that helped him helped others believe that they can actually talk to them on the other side. Which that's is kind a of sweet. That's a sweet thing to say. And, and like <laughs> very interesting. We've heard it a lot. It's not about celebrity. It's really about what's your heart, what your heart wants to learn. And so if you're going to ask Prince to come by just to, to be sexy, well, that, you could probably do that too. But if you want to ask him like some help in being funky, right? You know, oh, it's going to be funky. If he, you know, if you're going to ask him for help in being funky, all right, then, you know, that would be a way to say, I need you to come in and help me. What's the next, you know, chord going to be, or what's my next thing? So how does that work, Prince? How does it? How do you? Well, it uh, depends. It depends with each person. So he just dropped G into my head when you were playing, like you said. What's the next chord? Oh, okay. All right, and what comes after G, Prince? I don't know, E minor or E. Let it, well, let, let... music so i don't he's it's doing even it. better you see because that you don't because... yeah and that what's next brother e. c c minor c minor what e c so it goes okay. what's next Ask him. E? Like B something? B? Or B? He said B? Uh-huh. B or D? B, D, B, or something like that. Got it. Okay, here we go. You ready? Then F. Ha, ha, ha. 
sorry. really cool. Sorry to the audience that are driving along in their car going, what the heck is this podcast we stumbled upon? Anyway, the point is, I know those chords. Jennifer doesn't know those chords. They make total sense to me. You know, it's right. a little bit of a number of different songs that have come to mind. G, E minor, C. Sometimes people go to D after that as a, but to go to B would be a different way to go and a little funkier. And then to go, you know, from B to D and then back to G. See how much fun that is? He used, but this has been our whole thing. Like they come to me. I have no idea. I'm telling you. That's right. I still don't know. Like I remember taking piano when I was young, but I didn't even know. I'm like, are those chords? And Jennifer and I, I've asked her questions in Italian to somebody. That's who's what he just showed me too with with Kobe Bryant. The whole so the- I, you know, Kobe came and we talked to him a little bit, and I knew that he had lived in Italy and was playing in Italy, and I knew he was a big fan, and so I asked him questions in Italian, and Jennifer was like, I, I don't speak Italian. I said he does. So I asked him in Italian what his favorite thing in Italy was. What's the thing? And he misses about Italy. And she said, I'm seeing a red Ferrari. I don't know why. Now, neither one of us knew that he owned one at the time. But it was interesting that Signore Ferrari was the thing that popped into his mind. So listen, the whole point is not about celebrity. The reason we mention these people is because they're showing up. Luana knew pretty much everybody on the flip side. And if Prince got on the list, it's because he asked to. Well, and just like like last week, how great was it with Apollo Creed? I don't even know. Is it Carl? Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. I have no idea what happened because about what we said, you're like. Oh, yeah, we haven't mentioned that. So no. I, for our fans tuning in last week, I just went round robin and I asked a bunch of people. And at some point I said, what about Arnold Schwarzenegger? And you said, he's showing me arm wrestling. And then he, he said, I can still take you, yeah. so, which is hilarious. But, but I just thought, oh, it's because Arnold, you know, was the you know Mr. Universe. But no, as it turns out, because the next day Arnold posted on his Instagram account, the iconic scene from Predator where they were arm wrestling. I didn't know that was a meme. I didn't know that was, I saw the movie back in 1980. I completely forgot about it. I've asked people since then. I was like, you know, when I say arm wrestling, Arnold and Carl, what do you, what comes to mind? They're like, I have no idea. What are you talking about? I had no, clearly I had no idea. I didn't even know I was talking to Carl until halfway through it. I didn't so, know it was, I'm like, oh. So would that help somebody understand that their loved ones are still alive, that still exist? I hope so. But it's a tiny. Music, also music too. Like music. I had a father who lost. I had a family that was in front of me who lost their son at a very young age. And he was sitting there like this. He was, and I'm like, listen, I don't know why. You the person so- you were talking to. Him and his wife and his daughter were there, but his son just passed away not too yeah. long ago. And his son was, is such a great communicator. His name's Shane. He was such a great, beautiful light. Um, and came through and he goes, tell him Sanford and Sons. <laughs> and I'm like, tell him I miss Sanford and Sons. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And he gave me the music. And I said to him, like, I'm looking at his dad. I'm like, this is going to either make him walk out or like, I'm like, he misses being with you watching Sanford and Sons. And he started crying. He uncrossed his arms, started bawling. He's like, we watched that every night. It was just so funny. We couldn't stop watching. We watched it, you know, they watched it every night. And 
heat. So for that little thing that I actually fought to even give that information was something that made him believe in the afterlife. Like not only believe he was very, very religious, but he believed in what this was. And it's been so healing. I've been with their family for a while now. It's been so healing because he comes through, they come through and they give also different things, you know, different stories about these, they validate the times that they've come in. I validate to them, you know, the times that they've been able to connect because it's still, when you're mourning over somebody, give yourself some time. Like I said, with my father, it's been seven years and it feels like yesterday. That's when I feel like I'm outside of time because if the pain comes, you know, you don't expect. And when you have grief, it's challenging to hear them and just know that too and sit with it. Um, no, and, and then, I felt that way about, I mean, Carl and I were good friends and, and, you know, like I said, we spent a year to, together working on a screenplay, like every week we would get together and have uh so, lunch and he's, you know, just wonderful person. But the point is that when I heard that he passed and saw that, you know, the news reports, I just knocked me down and my family was saying, you know, Hey, Mr. Flipside guy, you know, he's home. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's home, but uh, wow, it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And now, after having talked to him and having him show us, not only is he home, but he's still funny and hilarious and can like share funny ideas and memes and stuff like that and commentary. And the key thing that he said, life, this is his observation, life happens in the blink of an eye. So try to appreciate that. I have the chills. Wow. Yeah. That idea that it goes by like that. And if you can allow that, I shouldn't worry about the stuff I shouldn't worry about because it's going to be gone. So why not enjoy or love or let go of the stuff we need to let go of? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we have to let go of my dog. And I'm just oh, heartbroken. I'm sorry, Jennifer. What's your dog's name? Zoe. Zoe. She's 14 and a half. She's a chocolate lab. And we're holding on to her and she's miserable. Like lab's throat start closing in. Yeah. Old. She can't walk. My son is my have son. You, my have you talked to Zoe on the flip side? I've talked to Chloe. Yeah, oh, yeah, Chloe. I'm sorry. And what does she say? What does she say? When he's ready. She's ready. She's ready, but when he's ready, my husband, when my husband's oh. ready. Oh, and he's just not, I'm that's sorry. Her, I was trying to. That's, trying his, to that's his baby, but she's saying, so I'm just sorry that just, I know we have to let her go and we just, and it's the so, quality. Well, and that's, I mean, look, just for a lot, I know you got to go, but, but for your audience members that love you and care for you and want to help you, What's something we can ask Chloe to help us? What's something that Jennifer can say that will help her husband let Chloe go, if anything? And Hira can come in and help us because Hira does. Hira says he's been trying to get her to go. <laughs> I, somebody sent me a picture of Hira today. Very strange. Somebody tracked down a photograph of Hira and said, hey, I thought um, you would appreciate this. 
My dad said he's going to be there with Patches, which is so funny because that was his favorite dog. He's like, I'm here. I told you. <sighs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Listen, well, you know, that's why we do this. I, every single day, you know, I've, I've been grieving over her for months. And I know it's just now it's come to that point that yeah. my son is like, he was, you know, I can pick her up. I can take her everywhere. You know, they pick her up and take her to the grass. Yeah, and then... yeah, that's right. Well, Hira, Hira had lost the ability to walk, and we used to take him out for, you know, we used to carry him outside. Oh, you know, we've been doing it for months. But, so, you know, and the, I don't know. The thing is, I just wish that, that Chloe could tell them something that'll make them realize that she's going to be okay. She's going to go home. It's not like you don't want her to go home. Yeah. So she won't be in pain anymore. She's in pain. Yeah. And you know, she might plan on coming back because we, you know, we don't know. I mean, our pets live only a certain a portion of our lifetime. And we've heard from them that they find us, that we, that we don't find them. They they put the idea, the cloaking ideas in our head where, where to find them. I think I appreciate being able to cry. Um I do feel a little bit better. I just will send me lots of love on Monday. <laughs> okay, we shall. Which will be the day after who wins the Super Bowl? I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to sneak it in there. Okay, no, for the I'll tell, off, I'll tell you off the. I, I'll tell you off, off the that. air. Okay, very good. And don't forget. I mean, I don't. I don't gamble, so I wouldn't. It would. You know, it's on falling on deaf ears. But Junior Seau, thank you so much for coming by to talk to us. Uh, you're always a delight. I know your family's doing well. Uh, I'm sure that you they're in your prayers and you're in their prayers. Mm -hmm. And let's uh, thank your dad for coming by. That's great. And I hope, Jim, you can help the family out with this uh, soon to be passing. And Luana, of course, we love you. And uh, Mr. Purple himself, Prince. You're always welcome. Best uh, halftime show ever. Sorry? <laughs> oh, yeah. Best halftime show ever. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I recommend people do that. When it comes to halftime, just find on YouTube, Prince halftime show, just watch that. Usher's <laughs> <laughs> good. He's not that bad. Say again? Usher isn't that bad. Oh, okay. Is that your playing? Okay, very all right. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Thank you, audience. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Love, love. Okay. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Amazon Prime.